Welcome to Indie Game Business, where you'll learn to navigate the industry with ease. This show is produced by the Powell Group, the leading business consulting firm in the gaming industry. Visit us online at IndieGame.Business to learn about our online digital events. We have some amazing sessions with people in the gaming industry, and you can participate for free and purchase inexpensive passes to our industry-leading business-to-business system. Now, here we go, Indie Game Business. Are you looking for a publisher for your game? Well, we have something special just for you. It's the most comprehensive listing of PC, console, and mobile publishers in the industry. Over 700 companies sorted by platform with links to their websites. You can get the list at www.powellgroupconsulting.com slash publisher dash list. And you can get it for free. Check it out. It's a standard metric, so I can compare, you know, a like from a tweet does not compare to a TikTok like versus a share on Instagram versus a, a YouTube subscriber. Like those are all different metrics depending on the different platforms. But a wish list is standard. It's like whatever you do on all those different platforms, they all end up as a wish list. Okay. And that's I can compare wish lists. Um, wish lists are part of the same platform where you buy on Steam. So, you know, if you're on TikTok, early TikTok didn't work very well because I think it was mostly made up of like kids in junior high school dancing, but now TikTok has grown and gamers are on TikTok now. And so um, TikTok works better because the Steam audience is on TikTok. So that's that's why I like wishlist. You're actually making sure the audience is actually interested in Steam games and it correlates to success of the game. Not perfectly, but it's the best we got. You know, there's no other metric that we can better correlate to sales than wishlist. And, and I'm I'm totally honest, it's it's not perfect. I'm not saying wishlists are the perfect thing, but they're pretty damn good. Um, they're also functional because when somebody wishlists your game, they get an email when your game is released or it goes on sale. So there's a functional component to wishlists. Okay. So I know, I know it's not perfect. I I like I talk about wishlists a lot. But I, I, I totally say that there's not a perfect thing. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't plan my taxes based on how many wish lists I got. Okay. All right. So here's let's go in order. Festivals are number one with a bullet. Um, typical expectations on the high end, we're looking at about five thousand wish lists to six thousand. We're talking big numbers. Festivals are are where it's at. It, there is no activity that does as well as festivals. It, it's just blowing the doors off right now. And I'm talking virtual festivals. I'm not talking the physical ones where you have to set up those goddamn booths and like make nice to people because you can only talk to like well, how many fifty people a day. There's no way you can talk to five thousand people in a day. Look at that, five thousand wishes for one festival. So wonderful. A medium is about two thousand. On the lower end is about two hundred to four hundred. So. This is very important. And the reason sometimes you do better than not is, you know, the festivals are ranked. These pages are composed by people. They're, they're curated. Festivals are curated. You apply to them. And if you end up at the top of the festival, you get a lot more wish list than if you're kind of crammed at the bargain bin section at the bottom. Um, and you can apply for these festivals, you know, when your game's in development, uh, after it's launched. It just depends on the festival. There's one like launching every single week. This one's the mix. This one's tiny teams, the official Steam Next Fest. These are big. Um, so 
where do you hear about these festivals? I got you covered. So my personal Discord, the howtomarketagame.com slash Discord is how you get there. It'll get you to an invite. Just head on over there. We created a channel called Event Reminders. And there's a very smart bot created by our community that just goes through a database that we created. And it'll remind you a week before the festival applications close that a festival is coming. You got to apply. And then a day before the festival applications close, it'll send you another reminder. And typically, festivals will have about a month or two months before the festival starts. They'll have a call for applicants. You apply. And then they curate you. It takes about a month to say, like, who's in, who's out. They'll send you an email that says, sorry, you weren't in. Or yes, you were in. And then the festival starts. Okay. So it's typically you have to, you get an alert about a month ahead of time before the festival starts. So you just got to stay on top of them. Um, this indiehouse.org slash festivals, this is curated by a bunch of indie studios. Uh, Akapar Games is pretty much headlining this one. Um, and it just keeps track of all these festivals. It's a website. You can sign their mailing list and they will send you an email. So I recommend you sign up for both my Discord and this just to make double sure. I mean, you'll see the same festivals. We're reporting the same ones. It's not like they have special ones that I don't have. We try and keep on top of this. But it's just a double belt and suspenders way of keeping track of which festivals are upcoming, which ones you should apply for. On our uh, How to Market a Game, we also report whether we think it's worth it um, you know, based on past performance. Sometimes you do have to pay a little money. Uh, like somewhere, sometimes they're free. Sometimes they're about $100. Sometimes they're $500. There's one that's like $1,000. But let me tell you, they're worth it. You get so many wish lists from these things. I would pay it, assuming that they have a Steam page featuring. If it's just like, we'll put you on our website. Do you have Steam featuring? No, we don't. But we have this really good website that's not worth a penny. I would still apply for that festival. It's better than nothing. But I wouldn't pay for it. So keep an eye on that. Okay, next is TikTok. TikTok blew up about two months ago. I would not have had this slide, but all of a sudden, I don't know if TikTok just turned the visibility dial up for us indies, but something's cooking over there. And all of a sudden, these TikToks are getting like super viral 10,000 for a single TikTok. This one, this little silly TikTok, which is just a re-edited trailer with some cool music, got 10,000 wish lists from this one TikTok. It's amazing. Um, this one here got about 3,000, I think, for just a really funny little meme about their UI um, dating simulator, or uh, non-dating simulator game. Uh, it's called, um, this is TikTok, this is what it is. So um, we're looking at medium hit, 1,000, 3,000, 10,000, super viral. It's, it's worth it. Now, TikTok, I can't give you too many tips. I've never ticked a talk before, but they are, it's pretty good. Uh, like, I, I can't tell you, but look, research, you got to be kind of funny. It's a lot of trial and error and it takes a little bit of time, but you can get some real numbers if your game is kind of, it's got to be kind of a funny game, but you know, you don't have to have as high end graphics to do well on TikTok that you might on like a Reddit or something. And we'll get to Reddit. So let's try TikTok, play with it. Give it like, I'd say give it three or four months to kind of get your, your TikTok legs, your C legs to kind of figure out how it works and then, and then go for it. Roll with it. TikTok's worth it. Okay, streamers, we all know that they're there. Um, okay, so what I typically see with a Northern Lion, somebody big, biggest streamer, we're talking 8,000 wishlists if they play your game on stream. 8,000 wishlists if it's a pretty good game. Medium is like if you get covered by Soda Pop, and we're looking at like 2,000 to 3,000 wishlists. Uh, Splattercat will get you anywhere around 300 to 1,500. That's what I'm seeing the numbers from people who submitted their wishlists. And just submit your game. Um, this is why I recommend getting a demo up. Here's a story of how one developer, Arter, who's making Jupiter Moon's Mecca, 
put a demo live, just kept it up. Didn't just like do that thing where you put it up for a festival, pull it down. He kept it up for a long time. Um, he was just so happened to be on Splattercat's Discord, who's a really good streamer. Uh, he was just hanging out. He noticed one of Splattercat's like community members just said, hey, this game, Jupiter Moons, is pretty good. And then Arthur spoke up. He's like, hey, that's me. Hey, that's my game you're mentioning there. Splattercat saw this positive, wholesome interaction. And Splattercat said, that looks awesome. I'm going to cover it the next time. So he covered this game, got him 1,500 wish lists. That's how you do streamers. Be nice. Wouldn't the world be much better if everybody was just a little bit nicer? All right. So just be nice. Uh, hang out with these streamers. Join their networks. Don't just spam them the minute before, you know, like a week before your game launches. This is Jupiter Moons isn't coming out for a little while. So keep your demo up. Keep reaching out to streamers from beginning to end of your demo being up way long time. You never know when the streamer is going to cover you. So keep at it. Be active in the community. Don't just spam them. Really join in. So focus on the bigger streamers that are in the 500 to 1 million range. Join the community. Keep interacting with them. Find the ones that play your type of games. Don't just grab somebody who only plays like Call of Duty. They're not going to play your weird ass indie game. You got to find the right audience. Okay. Another quick tip. This one's good is Clemmy best of videos. I'm um, getting covered by Clemmy. He's this one YouTuber that um, specializes in just like editing together a super cut of trailers based on the theme. So he'll do like uh, best Metroidvanias, best roguelikes of 2022. And it's just like a super cut of like 10 roguelikes all edited together. If you get in there, you're looking at 300, 400 wishes. That's a pretty easy thing. So what you do is you just uh, find Clemmy. His, his channel is called Best Indie Games. Send him your uh, trailer, a link to your trailer, high quality. Give him all your assets, like transparent titles of your game and say, Clemmy, I'm making a Metroidvania. Like you to consider me for your best of Metroidvanias of 2020, whatever. Uh, come on over. Can uh, I'd love to get covered by you. And I mean, every week he's got like best pixel art games that are such and such. You know, he's got so many categories, but the, his audience is super engaged. And it's not just Clemmy best indie games. There's like five or six that have good enough numbers, five or six other streamers like this. You can just reach out. Uh, just Google on or search on YouTube best of indie and you'll get these ranking videos because uh, they're all over the place and apply to each one of those. They're all about the same 300, 400 wish lists if they've got a pretty good audience. So worth worth just it's an easy it's an easy send. I mean, this is your game has to look good, though, right? That's why the graphics matter. They're not going to cover you if your game doesn't look super professional. You got to get the pro graphics. OK, speaking of pro graphics, Reddit loves them. Um, so. Reddit is a very big place. Uh, here's here's what Reddit can do for you. So we're talking lots of wish lists. This game, Lacera Summit Kingdom, got 10,000 wish lists with a single post. Um, here's what your expectations are. So on the high end of the scale, if you're Lacera, which is a beautiful looking game, high end graphics for Reddit, 10,000 to 4,000 wish lists, but you got to post in the big channels. We're talking the R gaming. R games, PC Master Race. These are the biggest gaming subreddits. And the reason they're so popular, the way you can get to 10,000 wish lists from a popular post on there, is they have so much gravity that they can actually push your post up to r slash all, and then like a billion people see your post. Um, the other ones, uh, the other subreddits that I'm going to list below are not big enough to foist you to r slash all. That's why they don't get the numbers. You have to do well on R games gaming pc master race okay medium ones if you're making a pixel art game i say pixel art doesn't work but might as well try pixel art r slash pixel art it actually does pretty well if you get a good going post on there 400 to 200 wish lists on pixel art pretty good not not 10,000, but it's still good the lower end the ones that we indies love to post on because they're kind of nice to us is our game dev our indie gaming r slash uni 3d you're looking at like the low end two twenty-five 25 to 100 now that i 
I, I will do anything for 100 wish lists, but don't expect to change your course of action just because you get a popular post on there. Um, game dev doesn't do very well because they're game devs. They're busy making games. They don't have time to play your game and wish list it. So even if you post there, it's, it's not going to do huge numbers. But what you do is, um, I would say like once a week, try and post here. And then once a quarter, try and go for the big boys here at the R Gaming Games PC Mass Race. This is where you save the big announcements to do there. I'll be honest, uh, Reddit is hard. A lot of times they're gonna pull your post. Uh, you just gotta roll with it. It is worth the investment if you're, you got the internal fortitude, the courage, okay? So here's Lacera, Summit Kingdom, 10,000 wishlists on our gaming. All they did was they edited their down their trailer down to a tight 30 seconds. None of those title cards, none of those cards say like, in a world of majesty and magic. No, it was just like, boom, boom. This is a city builder on a mountain. Boom, 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 boom. It was so tight. And they just they did the classic ones. Again, you don't have to be super original. It said, I spent a whole year in my personal savings. It, that is a classic Reddit line. I know it's cheesy. It shouldn't work. But it does look at 10,000 wish lists just for posting this thing. It's he said it took him a couple hours to edit this thing and then do this. Look at all look at all those emoji, those like uh, awards that the guy got. I mean, it, it is it is awesome. So um again, you have to have one of those games that I said, you know, the games that Steam loves. PC uh our gaming is essentially Steam, and they love deep games with good graphics, and that's what this is. It's a city builder with excellent graphics. You got to know your audience and the way to do, uh, you know how people post to our games. They're like, oh, I got my post pulled all the time. It's probably because it's a pixel art platformer and our gaming doesn't, it's kind of tired of most pixel art platformers. So they're probably pulling your post because the mods don't like your game. The mods love this type of game. And they're like, yeah, that game looks pretty cool. I'm going to leave it up. I'm not going to be my typical jerk uh, sub mod moderator for the subreddit and pull this post. I'm going to keep this up because I like this game. That plays a huge factor, which is why you have to make games in the style of what the PC audience is looking for. And they're looking for PC uh, strategy building games, long strategy type of games. Okay. So that's why you get your, your out of style pixel art platformer pulled because it's not... It's not in the style of Reddit. So just try it a lot and you'll learn. It's worth the effort. I know those big subreddits, you got to post to the big ones every once in a while. Do small base hit posts to these smaller subreddits, the big ones. I'll let you take a picture so you can see what the big subreddits are. Uh, graphics matter a lot. Um, if you've got the right type of game, if you've got a game that does well on Steam, you're going to do well on Reddit. Okay. All right. Let's end this one. I didn't talk about... Uh, these because twitter here is the bottom one okay so twitter uh there's this really good game this guy's in my community he's making this really cool looking game it's kind of like a roguelike type of game and he got it retweeted a, a link about his game it talked about his game on twitter by the unity for games the official look it's got a blue check mark look at that check mark uh it's the unity game uh, the official twitter account they have four hundred fifty-six thousand. That's a K of thousand followers. You know how many wish lists this earned? 18. 18 wish lists out of 456,000 followers right on the front page of, of Unity for Games. Oh my goodness. Okay, now this is what you can expect with Twitter. Okay, Twitter will get you about 900 wish lists on a super good day, super best day you've ever seen in your life. Rare is about 150 wish lists. Medium is like 60. I'm telling you, Twitter just doesn't pull the numbers as it used to be. Okay, here's the 900 wish list experience. This is what happened. Okay, so this guy announced this game, Chessplosion. It's a really neat game. It's like real time stress uh, 
chess Bomberman. It's cool. Um, Ed Boon, creator of uh, Mortal Kombat, found it. Just having to retweet. Just randomly found it. So it retweeted to all his followers. That's how the guy got 900. So to stretch and get 900 wish lists, you got to basically find a gaming legend to retweet you. And I'm sorry, Jay is really good, but he's no gaming legend, Ed Boon. Okay. Uh, you got to get somebody huge to cover you. And that's hard. This is hard. So if you know somebody, get them to retweet you. But that's a lot of work to get 900 wish lists. Okay. Um, here's another one. Now, the one time when Twitter does work is if you're making a cute, wholesome game with giant, cute eyes and a cute smile. That is when Twitter actually works. So uh, this earned them a couple thousand dollars or a couple thousand wish lists with a tweet. You can do tweets all the time when you're cute games. So if you're making a cute game, use Twitter. And if it's working for you, keep using it. But if you're not, if you're making any other type of game, Twitter's probably not going to work for you. Okay. And it's not just you. A lot of indies stress out. They're like, my Twitter is not working. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. What is going on? It's not you. It's Twitter. Twitter just doesn't work very well. It's just, it's just there. Look, um, there's something that you can try. You can kind of build some community here. Um, they'll do things like um, Adventure Game Friday. There's turn-based Thursday run by um, uh, some great indies. They, they post on the, uh, the indie game business subreddit uh, or discord. Um, basically you, you create a hashtag and you go to all your friends who are also making these type of games and you say, Hey, uh, do you want to go in with a hashtag? And they're like, yeah, we should. Good. Uh, pet the dog. I've done some analysis, 160 wish list, best bet. I know everybody loves it, but people love dogs, but I, it just doesn't turn into wish list. I think it's a lot of dog fans who aren't gamers that, that watch this. So I know everybody don't spend too long adding a dog because the best you're going to get is 160 wish lists. That's 80, 20 rule. Don't spend 80% of your effort to get 160 wish lists. Not practical. Okay. And here's the thing. Let me, let me get down here. This is the list of all the social media accounts. Twitter is number 17. Twitter is down here. This is where Twitter is. Nobody is on Twitter. Just weirdos who make video games are on Twitter. This is like Facebook. All the big ones are way up here. Twitter is the 17th most popular. It, it, just nobody's on Twitter. Nobody's on Twitter except weirdos uh, like us. I, I love Twitter, actually, but I, I'm weird. Um, okay. So finally, here's the thing is all these little wishlist actions take a long time to do. So what you got to do is you got to keep your page up for a long time and try these things over time, a long time. It takes, don't save all this action that I just told you for the last week. You got to do it fast. Okay. Uh, you can't do it that fast. It, it takes time to do this. This is an official chart by Valve. And what they're saying is the games that do better, the bars that are higher, this is how many sales you get, median sales, are games that keep their Steam page up longer than six months. They didn't break it out past six months. I've begged them to send me that data, but they haven't. If you launch your page for 30 days, you're going to actually get less than the median. Steam has found that the longer you keep your page up, the better you do with sales. So keep your page up. Try these actions over time. It takes a lot of effort. It takes time. Okay, so here's your two actions. Okay, here it is. Sign up for these festivals at howtomarketagame.com slash discord. You'll get those festival reminders. So every week, just apply for the, the latest festival if your game meets a criteria. And I don't know why I'm typo right here. Whew, number three. Okay, learn Reddit or TikTok. That's what I'd say. Focus on those. Those two are worth it. Reddit or TikTok, whichever one you like better. It takes time to learn it, but it's worth the thing. I didn't put this on here, but kind of cut your Twitter time. It doesn't work as well. 
And here's the one place it does. The third best thing is making friends that friends make you along the way. Here's the one thing Twitter is good at. It's actually LinkedIn for cool kids. There's a cool kid. Twitter, I don't know. Indies hate LinkedIn because I don't know sales or something. I don't know. But Twitter is LinkedIn for cool kids where you find collaborators. This is how you organize things for like these festivals. You find out about festivals on Twitter. You um, get to make friends who will let you in. So this is a festival that went on for a publisher and they just said they created a section for their friends and then everybody who was friends with this publisher, even though they weren't published by this publisher, because they were friends, they actually plugged them in. This is free traffic because they were friends with the publisher. Make friends, be cool. Don't be mean, don't be a jerk. Um, and then if you make really good uh, connections, uh, this is this game, Samurai Gun 2. They're friends with the Among Us crew. And they asked and they said, can we put one of your, you know, uh, Among Us crew members in our game? And they said, yeah. And so the Among Us crew helped cross promote a latest update to Samurai Gun to this game. Lots of visibility because you get one of the biggest games in all of indie games, retweeting your stuff, doing promotions, all this stuff. You only get this by making friends. This is where it's important. Collaborate with other developers. Um, this is a game called Islanders really popular. There's another game that was coming out soon called Dora Romantic. So they created, they got the people who made Islanders. They said, we're friends. Can you just cross promote us when we launch? And so the Islanders crew, who has tons of followers for a city builder, cross promoted Dora Romantic, which is basically a city builder. This kind of stuff drives lots of traffic, but it only happens when they're friends. So make friends. Um, so follow these two people. This is your two actions for this section. There's two people you should be following on Twitter because Twitter is really LinkedIn for cool kids. It's not a way to promote your game. There's two things you should do. Follow everybody within a two-hour drive of your community. Find out all the developers in there and start following and mentioning them and talking to them on Twitter. The second person you should follow is the same genres. Find everybody who's releasing a game in the past two years and in the future, follow all of them. So if you're making a Metroidvania, Follow everybody who's released a game in the last two years and coming up with one. Be nice to them. Be friends. Say, hey, we're both cool. You're cool. Me too. Okay. That's it. So here's what we got. This, this chart is crazy. I kind of did this at the last minute. Okay. So I'm giving you two free things. Sign up on my blog, my howtomarketagame.com slash free. You get a free book. You get this information every week in your inbox. I don't spam. How to make a steampage.com. That's my free course on how to make a steam page. And then if you're going to GDC, here's my email address. I'm if you just want to chat, chat, I've got like coffee every morning. So just hit me up, say I'm going to GDC. I'd love to meet up. That's it. I'm here to answer questions. Let's do this. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it, everybody. That's awesome, Chris. Yes, we got a little bit of time for questions. Um, anybody got any questions right here? Uh, here's one. Is it still important to get a thousand Twitter followers? I thought that was a milestone I read somewhere. I do that. Um, um, it, the reason I say a thousand Twitter followers, it just kind of makes you seem kind of legit. If you're trying to like make friends with people and you've got like 10 followers and you kind of look a little spammy, people are going to be like, who is this person? So I would just kind of just get enough followers. I, I kind of say a thousand because it's a nice round number, but just try and make friends, see if they'll follow you back. Be nice, give a talk at a conference like this and get people to follow you on Twitter. But the main reason you get the thousand followers is it's just social proof. It doesn't get mm -hmm. you any extra wish list or anything. It's just social proof that you are a decent human being and not some uh, spammer bot. Right, that makes sense. Also, if you want a copy of Chris's presentation and all the presentations of this whole conference, get, you sign up for your free pass at indiegame.business and we will mail them to you after the conference. 
All right, let's see what other questions we got going on here. We have comments, awesome talk. Oh, here's one from PompyTube. How do these, how, how things apply to free games? How does this apply to free games? Um, I would still try and do some good marketing, but a free game is nice because it's a lot easier. The ask is not as high, but I think free games, a lot of indies will just, if they're making a free game, they just put it out after the minimum two weeks. I would do a whole promotional run. Like, I, I don't know, just because it's free doesn't mean you shouldn't do all this hard work. So, um, still right. reach out and grab those people. I mean, one thing I'm going to tell you is you're not going to make much money with a free game unless you got DLC and crazy stuff like that. I don't quite know the dlc stuff on steam as well uh i mostly talk about premium games but um i can tell you you're not gonna make as much money with a free game but that's fine that's it's not all about the money and i think releasing a free game if you're trying to build up your catalog that's a really great way of doing things is building up a catalog um so that people download this game that's free and they're like whoa this game's awesome by an awesome developer what else have they done and then they see that you have premium game and they're like oh I've, I've got trust. They make good games. I'm going to buy it. So that's, it's in the level of the funnel. It's a nice way to get them into you and kind of figure out that you're a good developer. So I think free is good. Um, and I would do promotion, reach out to streamers, post on Reddit, uh, do a TikTok dance, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think it all pretty much applies the same. I agree. Uh, we could answer one more question, but first I want to tell you guys, do, do you have some time after this to go into discord and hang out and answer questions, Chris? I would love to. All right, so discord.gg slash Indie Game Business, uh, the channel to go into. That's a good one. Jay knows the correct channel to go into. Uh, there is a post-session chat that you can type in. I know there is also an audio channel. I just don't see it exactly where it is. Oh, there's a post-session. I'm sorry. If you look under IGB Sessions March 2022, there is a post-session Hangout audio channel and a post-session chat that you guys can all hang out. You can go in there and ask Chris some questions. We got time for one, maybe two, probably one. Uh, so this is from Charlie Hall. You mentioned cross-genres can be risky. I'm making a Souls-like roguelite survival craft game. I love it already. Should I be marketing it as a genre mess-up or just focus on the dominant genre, action roguelike? Who knows? Try them both. See which one works. Take a month, advertise it as a mix-up. Try another month, uh, advertise it just as Souls-like. Try another month where you just do it as a uh, survival craft. See which one of those three months. Keep track of your data. Whichever one does the best, gets the most reaction, that's the one you should do. Uh, okay, another question. Do you have any data about the quality of festival wish lifts? Festival wish list about 50 to 75% as good as an organic wish list, which I, I tell you, it's not as good, but I will take it. Even 50% of 10,000 is still 5,000. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, I think, yes, they're not as good. Now, if you're trying to set to figure out, predict how much money you're going to make, if you do some conversion like, oh, I think 10% of my wish lists are convert, what you do is just discount the wish list that you got during a festival by 50% if you're conservative and just have that number of wish lists that were earned during a festival. But yes, festivals don't earn as much. The quality isn't as high, but there's so many wish lists and you get so much visibility. They are worth it. So do it. That's awesome. And there's a ton of questions. So you guys jump into the Discord, hang out with Chris. Next, Do we it. have Game Production AMA with our friend Junie. Junie's back, uh, Sarah Spears and Heather Chandler. And I think Jay's going to be hanging out with them too. So thank you all so much. Thanks, Chris. We'll see you over in Discord. Thank you, everybody. Bye.
Thanks for listening to Indie Game Business. You can learn more about the show and our online business networking events at IndieGame.Business.